0: Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio
1: to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful
0: listeners, and the Self Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self Care Club. Wellness, road tested, the epilogue show. Welcome to Friday's Epilogue Show, where we are taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of Nixon. Hi. Oh, <laughs> tell me when you're ready. <laughs> uh, I'll just, or I'll just record on my own. <laughs> okay, I am Hi, ready. I'm Nicole Goodman, and I'm Lauren Mishkin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. I
1: never know this word. efficiency
0: efficiency
1: Officiacy efficiency efficiency
0: self-efficiency so how are you feeling nicole since our week of doing nothing at all
1: well i'm thinking that my life is basically in a constant state of nixon isn't yours isn't everybody's
0: (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much
1: i mean have you still been are you still doing it
0: I don't think I'm doing it like as actively or consciously as I was the week we were doing it, but I am aware of it now. So I am trying to not rush and multitask because as you say, there is fuck all else to do at the moment. So why do I need to cram every single thing into an hour when really I've got like at least 12 of them to get stuff done? So (laughs) I did laugh to myself this morning when
1: I was just thinking about the show and that we're recording this, and I put my porridge oats in the microwave on a two-minute, uh, put the set the clock for two minutes, and then I rushed to the washing machine to hang up all my washing and see if I could do it and beat the <laughs> clock. And then I remembered, hold on, you're supposed to be doing Nixon. So I had a little giggle to myself. And then when I was making my daughter's breakfast, I was toasting her bagel, and I. I challenged myself to basically cut up a whole fruit salad by the time that the bagel popped out the toaster. And I thought, yeah, you're not doing Nixon. You're no good at this. No, no, you're you're really
0: not good at doing nothing. It's not for you, is it? (laughs) It, It's not for me. No, it's not for you. You know, I had to take down the bird feeders, obviously because of the rat issue. Um, And so now the birds have gone, but so have the rats. So that's good. It's good. It's fine. You know what? I'll take that. So are you going to continue to do it? I'm not going to do it every day, but I am going to remain conscious that sometimes slowing down and concentrating on one task at a time is not only fine, but also enough. And you? Well, that's not Nixon. So I'm very down with that.
1: And I absolutely endorse that fully. And I will do that with you, but I won't be doing Nixon. No. Okay. Shall we get on to what the listeners had to say? Yes, please. So I asked on Instagram, how do you feel about doing nothing? Um, This was on a poll and one of the, it was either restful or stressful. Mm -hmm. 56% said they felt it was stressful to do nothing. 44% said restful. Yeah. Um, And then I asked, what what do you think about doing nothing? Mm -hmm. And I think we've had the biggest response that we've ever had. I know I say that quite often, but this was, I can't, we were inundated with comments. So here are just a few of what all women, by the way, what women had to say about how they feel about doing nothing. Laura says, I think it's important, but it's hard. The thought that I'm lazy would be in my mind all the time. Mm -hmm. Catherine says I value doing nothing as social anxiety plus working plus pandemic is hard Um, Lynn says she feels guilty Mandy says she feels guilty Uh, there were about 10 other women that also said that they would feel guilty by doing nothing Becky says that she doesn't know what it means can I sit and read or do some exercise or are you talking about literally nothing question mark question mark (laughs) And when I replied to her, she said, oh no, that makes me very uncomfortable because I just thought it was so funny that I said, what do you think about doing nothing? And her response is, can I read or do some exercise? (laughs) No, Becky, it's about, (laughs) that's her idea of doing nothing. (laughs) Wow. Maisie said, it's scary to feel unproductive and in a sense, useless in a capitalist society. Maria says, it's a total waste of time. Rebecca said, I know it's important, but I thrive on productivity. Rachel said, the guilt just ruins it for me. I mean, it just went on and on and on.
0: So I think the consensus is, Lauren? I think well, the consensus is women don't like it, but that's because we are so programmed to be busy knickers all day the time and actually there's something quite sad about that and I I do understand because you and I both found the struggle to not be productive difficult but that doesn't mean that that's right that just means that Mm. that that's how we're programmed Um, and I I find it even sadder that after a year of our lives being forced to slow down we're still fighting that so much.
1: Yeah I I agree even though we have slowed down though the pace is completely different, but you're right. We are still fighting it. And what I find most worrying about it, and I'm absolutely dumping myself in this, is that rest is probably the most vital part of self-care. And yet we devalue it so heavily in society. Yes, very much so.
0: So that is our week of Nixon in full. Thanks for being in touch. Please keep your messages coming in to tell us your thoughts and experiences on the week's practice and any practices you would like us to try. You can email us at hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk or find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We are taking a short break. See you back here for our wellness newsflash.
1: Stakhanov's brand new show, My Seven Wonders, with Clive Anderson, is available to listen to now. Clive will be quizzing some of the world's most interesting celebrities, including Griff Rhys-Jones and Shappi Sandy, about their own personal Seven Wonders of the World. Join Clive and his first guest, Dara O'Brien. Dara talks to Clive about his love for the Irish sport hurling and some of the extra benefits that come with owning a hurley stick.
0: It's just pleasant to have a big stick in the house every so often. For home security, it's always nice to know that I have an arsenal uh, if I need it. I'll bear that in mind if I'm tempted to burgle your house in the middle of the night. Just do it. Honestly, that's how I stand. I stand naked with my iron testicles dangling, challenging people.
1: They discuss finding humour in quantum physics.
0: It's like saying, is the cat dead or not? Would someone just open the box? Would someone just open the box? (laughs) and discovering new passions during lockdown. Lockdown ran a schism, essentially, between the young comics who immediately went, I must learn new skills, I must learn video editing of TikTok, and I must find new ways to bring my comics to people. And the older comics went, yeah, retirement's... it would be all right. <laughs> I like, in the guy <laughs> Turns out, you know, it's, okay. it's not too bad. Search My 7
1: Wonders with Clive Anderson on your favourite podcast player to hear the first episode now. My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stakhanov production.
0: Wellness News Flash. So, Nicole, this week's news flash I've got for you comes from an article by Coda. And it's all about TikTok, which I know your daughters are mad into, but I have I've never been on it. I've never seen it. Can you believe that? Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> I do believe that. <laughs> it does play heavily
0: in my household. And we, you know, this is the second week that we've had a newsflash from TikTok. I, I feel like, well, let me read this go to you on. and then um, we'll see because I, I don't think I'm ever going to go on TikTok after this. Amid an endless stream of memes and light-hearted videos, pseudoscience content is rife on TikTok. From ineffective coronavirus cures to anti-vaccination content, the video sharing app has become fertile ground for all manner of disinformation. Owned by the Beijing-based tech company ByteDance, the app brings together the most scrollable qualities of social media, unlimited content served up to users by a tireless algorithm and hundreds of thousands of custom image filters. In just four years, they have reached two billion downloads, beating older platforms like Twitter and Snapchat. TikTok's popularity has highlighted a number of vulnerabilities, including users who share videos that promote unscientific and in some cases, dangerous medical advice diets and treatments in response it issued an expanded policy on misleading content in early 2020 adding a misleading information category to its reporting toolkit for users in the first half of that year more than 104 million videos were removed from the app for violations uh, did Here you say 104 million yes yes have been removed for violating this jesus right so Here are some of the anti-science trends discovered by Coda Story. The first one is about COVID. So one video stood out. It showed a man who connects the hose of a Soviet gas mask to the spout of a kettle. He adds baking soda to the water inside, brings it to a boil, puts on the mask and inhales the steam. (gasps) The caption states that doing so will cure a dry cough, one of the main symptoms of the virus. The video attracted more than 200,000 views Jesus. and 3,000 reactions. To me, that's the least um bothering of all the rest but of I this, wonder right? What Wait I, for this. I, oh, okay. There's also very worrying advice on IF intermittent fasting where severe calorie restriction is being advised to teenage girls. Oh Under its own guidelines, TikTok prohibits content that promotes eating habits that are likely to cause adverse outcomes and yet It has done exactly that. that. Also, a wealth of misinformation about reproductive health, with young people turning to TikTok to learn about sex and birth control, which is sensationalised or presented out of context. Hundreds of videos of women claiming that birth control is toxic and causes infertility. Oh, my God. And... Even more worryingly, a search for do-it-yourself abortions <gasps> turns up dozens of videos of young girls holding up clothes hangers. Oh my god! With oh my god! I know. Stop talking. It's made it's me awful. feel sick. Oh my god! Right? Oh my god! You're. Oh my god! Yeah, want to get your girls off TikTok now, maybe? <laughs> like, it freaked me out, this article. Others falsely claim that ibuprofen or cinnamon can be used to start a miscarriage. Oh my and then this- God. I know, right? And then this whole bit, which is all to do with what we were talking about, about body image and diet culture. So another new challenge, I don't know if you've heard about this, is called the time warp scan. Have you heard no, about this?
1: I don't. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> so it's a filter on TikTok and a laser moves down the screen and freezes the video and if you move at the right time it, it distorts your body like a kind of um hall of mirrors at the fun fair yeah. so you can kind of extend your legs or make your butt look big it's had over 30 million Damn. likes oh, Jesus Christ! right and then another one where you can flip your selfie back and forth and it shows the mirror image of your face which highlights how asymmetrical your face is and apparently that's been upsetting some people. So these filters have apparently sparked a whole conversation about users asking why TikTok makes me feel ugly. Oh
1: my God. Well, the thing is, is that I don't think that we can just point fingers at TikTok because this is a very sinister side of social media as a whole. And this does happen all over social media, I think the difference is that on TikTok, the users are probably young, much younger than they are on things like Facebook and maybe parts of yeah. it, in, mainly Instagram. Yeah. So the fact that all of this information is going up there and, and I often say to my eldest daughter, like she'll come out with something and I'll often say to her, where do you get that idea from? Because you're, you you mm. don't get that in this house. And I know that the mm. school don't teach you that. So where do you get that from? And Mm. she'll be like, oh, I get it from TikTok. I saw something on TikTok. Now she always comes down with cute little cookie recipes that she wants to to bake on TikTok. But I don't know what else she sees and what else she's exposed to. I mean, it's- She's 12, isn't she? She's nearly 13. So it's a bit, and she's become very aware of herself and aware of her body and she wants to do her hair. And, you know, she's gotten into makeup and she's growing up. So she would be completely susceptible to all of this- Stuff to say that something like birth control I, 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 to,
0: to, that's what worried to put me. young
1: women against birth control when it is obviously a vital part of their younger life before they settle down and decide to have children and to then get a clothes hanger for an abo- I, I I can't it, it's the horror of it is is too huge to even go there with.
0: What it made me think was when I was that age, like 12, 13, and you know, you've got a lot of curiosities around sex and boys and all sorts of stuff. We didn't even have the fucking internet. So all we had was like Judy Bloom forever, which was like the (laughs) rudest thing you could ever read. And also I would steal my grandma's Jackie Collins books and hide them under my pillow. And that was like basically how I learned about stuff. I mean, I don't know how much good that did me, but I just can totally imagine if I was that age and I had the whole of the internet open to me, I would be like looking up a lot of stuff and it's very worrying that a lot of that stuff is not based in fact. And it's so scary, the the damage that it can do
1: and getting into these young kids' minds. They're so impressionable. And when we were young, the information that came at us was safe and it was restricted as it should be. And a lot of it came from our parents. If we had a question, we would either go to a friend or a parent. And that's just not the case now. It's like literally setting your child free in the middle of Leicester Square and walking
0: away. I mean, it's just terrifying, terrifying. So what's the solution here then? What's the answer to raising children who are naturally and as they should be curious about things and not allowing their head to be filled with misinformation. How how do you do that? I guess you've just got to keep the conversation open,
1: which I promise you when I get off this recording, that's the first thing I'm going to be doing is talking to my 13 year old about what she sees on TikTok and what's real and what isn't. And to always create an open space to have that dialogue between the two of you. What more can we do? It's unrealistic for me to say, right, my kids are coming off social media. I'm not going to do that. They will fall behind socially. And at the moment it's the only way they do get to socialize sadly. Mm. Um, Mm. so I guess it's just having a very open relationship. So they feel they can come to
0: you with whatever they need. I mean, do you have any more thoughts on it? Well, my biggest thing, because I'm raising sons and I don't have any daughters, is that I really wanted from when it was appropriate to have an open dialogue about watching porn because they have the internet. We have all the settings restricted, but they know damn well how to set up their own VPN. You know, they're not stupid. And I think it would be very naive of me to think that they wouldn't be watching it or having access to it and I can't stop that but what I can do is have a very clear and non embarrassing conversation about them understanding that porn is a fantasy and that it is sex for the benefit of people who are watching it and it, it is not real sex no. they are actors they are acting out a fantasy and that you know real sex is different it's it's not just for the men's pleasure and you know, all sorts of things about, about consent and respect of women and, and, and just to really let them know that, listen, it's okay. As long as you understand it's, it's a fantasy, because I think the trouble is these kids are watching porn before they're having any real experiences. Yes.
1: Yes. And then they base, they base their, future sex lives on what they see on tv because it's all they know yeah yeah
0: yeah so that that for me was the conversation that i i have felt i've needed to have and and i've had that and i've also made sure to say to them you know please be aware that a lot of the women that you're watching and enjoying may this may be their only option in life you know some of them are doing it because they enjoy it and they make a lot of money and good for them. But some of these girls may have been sex trafficked and some of them are forced into this because it's all they can do. So please be aware of that, yep. you know. Yep.
1: And this is about uh, them being overexposed and having all sorts of content at their fingertips and how we keep them safe. And, you know, I sometimes feel like I need to keep myself safe with social media. Okay, not in this respect, but sometimes it gets a bit much and sometimes I need to remove myself, but I'm a 44 year old woman and I know how to do that. My daughter was having a bad day the other day. And I said to her, come off your phone, come downstairs, we'll watch a film together. We'll have a nice dinner, just stay off social media. And she was really resistant to it. And when I eventually got her to literally just turn her phone off, you could see within the hour, she kind of came back into herself and felt a lot more grounded. So I think we just need to keep our eyes open, not just for our children, but for ourselves when we are getting burnt out with all this content too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Shall we move on to our book club? Absolutely. It's the book club. Every week in Friday's epilogue show, we discuss our book recommendation of the month. And this month we are reading I Heart Me by David Hamilton. How are you getting on with the book, Lauren?
0: Well, I finished the book a while ago. Um, just super excited to chat to David and have him on our author special at the end of the month. Yes, me too. Have you finished it now? Are you enjoying it? Did you love it? I have finished it. I have loved it. Um, I cannot recommend this
1: book enough because it's, you know, this is my lane. This is what I coach about. And I it's all about self-love and self-compassion. And I believe that... <laughs> from having a very healthy relationship with yourself, you can achieve anything you want in life. Um, and it creates happiness and fulfillment. So, and David Hamilton gives you tips and tools and strategies and exercises and stories. And he gives so much information in how to cultivate a better relationship with yourself. And it
0: is a beautiful, beautiful read. So if you have read I Heart Me and you've got anything you'd like to add to the conversation, please email us at hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. We would love to hear from you. Or if you've got any recommendations of books that have changed your life that you would like us to talk about on the show, then please get in touch. And now we're going to
1: go on to what we have been doing for our own self-care. I am loving this segment, by the way, because I love, <laughs> I love checking in with you about what you're doing for your self-care and how you're looking after yourself. And I always feel a little bit inspired by it, even though you take the piss out of all of
0: mine. So you go first this week. What are you doing for your self-care, Lauren? Well, firstly, I have gone back to reading and I'm reading Graham Norton's book, Home Stretch. I love Graham Norton. I love his show. It's a lovely book um, about a young gay man in Ireland. There is a, a, a terrible accident at the very start of the story and it means that he has to leave his hometown and, and start a new life elsewhere. It's beautifully written and I'm really enjoying it going back to reading I, i'm never not reading but lockdown has sort of taken me out of the habit so i'm happy to be oh, i didn't know to back i didn't know that. that you were a, a solid reader i have never not been reading a book since i was five as in since i was five years old i have read a book put it down started a new one put it down started a new one it is it is it's like breathing for wow me.
1: <laughs> i wish i could say that i was the, i love reading and i just don't give yeah. it enough time Silly really.
0: It's just what I do. I always, always read. So to not have had that for a couple of months has been odd. Obviously I've been reading David's book and our book club books, but just to get back to fiction has been really nice. Um, and on a similar vein, I also finished watching It's a Sin on all four. Now I, have you watched it? I haven't. Okay. Now I was so Dead set against it because I thought, look, it's not the cheeriest of subjects. It's a story of young men at the very beginning of the AIDS crisis uh, in the early 80s. I thought, look, it's not going to cheer me up, is it? I know what's going to happen and it ain't going to be pretty. Why would I watch this? And then read so many reviews, and everyone was saying, you know, it is the best TV in a decade. It's phenomenal. So I thought, I'll watch one episode just so I can prove to myself I don't want to watch it, (laughs) (laughs) prove to myself that I am right. Yes i sat through three in a row sobbed and then completed the other two sobbed some more it is look it is heartbreaking it rips out your heart tears it into pieces chucks it on the floor but oh, it is God. fabulous okay but nicole it is fabulous television the music the 80s music the acting the story it is. It's phenomenal. And, and I, I wondered if my mum was watching it and she said, oh my God, she said, I binged the whole thing in one go. She said it was just wonderful. <laughs> so I really would recommend okay. it. Not cheery, but amazing. Amazing. Okay. Well, that's the only thing that stopped me. I don't doubt
1: that it's amazing. I just couldn't take any more, I don't know, heaviness.
0: It, it is heavy, but also beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, okay. And if, 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 yeah, try it. And if you want something a bit more lighthearted and frivolous, yes, please. Then I would go with Bling Empire on Netflix. Oh, no, Basically, you're talking. okay. Yep. It's about uh, Asian billionaires. They make the real housewives look like Primark shoppers. <laughs> I mean, it is a whole level of insanity and it is the most frivolous ridiculous enjoyable nonsense it's great (laughs) it sounds perfect it it sounds like exactly what i need fun and a couple of podcast recommendations to end with um i am like a bit of a sad foodie so i'm loving the new podcast by waitrose called life on a plate which is interviews with um chefs and people in the food industry and also on a lighter note alan carr has just launched a new podcast called life's a beach oh. where he talks about fantasy holidays <laughs> with people like michael mcintyre roma shranganathan jesse ware and that is you know as you can imagine oh, everything okay. you that would want it to be. perfect i love that okay <laughs> those are all my recommendations for the week thank Quite you that, you've done a lot You must be exhausted. I have. I'm just knackered, knackered. (laughs) Tell me, tell me what you've been up to this week. I finished my puzzle. Well done. Thanks.
1: I haven't started a new one yet, but I will. I enjoyed every single second of it. So that was brilliant. Um, I've been getting some early nights. I went to bed one night at nine o'clock with my 10 year old and we snuggled up and we watched Married at First Sight together. And now I've got her completely hooked on it. I don't know how right or wrong. <laughs> that is, but she loves it. Um, look, I realized that it isn't exactly rock and roll, but let me tell you, we were like pigs in shit. We were so yeah, happy yeah. together. Um, it was completely joyful. I sat and I smelled her and I kissed her and I watched my favorite program and I was <laughs> never been happier. Um, I have also started taking Evening Primrose Oil. Oh, why? Um, I Because I just felt so hormonal and a bit anxious and I was telling my osteopath weirdly enough and she said I felt exactly the same and she recommended she went to see someone and she recommended evening primrose or she said it has been Mm life-changing so I've started it. I've been taking it for a week and I yeah thought to myself this morning I actually think I feel a bit better and I don't know if that's the placebo effect I don't really care I haven't Felt anxious for days and days. I mean, I've come on this podcast every week saying my anxiety is through the roof. I'm not myself. Yeah, you have. I really yeah. feel so much more myself. So it's brilliant. And also, let me
0: ask you: Does it have starflower? Is it evening primrose with starflower? <sighs> Why, why would you ask me these questions? Because normally, well, often they, it comes in one capsule, but it, that is the best thing, especially for PMT and balancing hormones. And I, I take it and I definitely, definitely notice the months where I don't take it. I'm a bit ratty those few days. And when I do take it, I'm on a much more even keel. So I will be super interested to know well, how I'll, it works for you. I'll... I haven't read the label, obviously. When you buy... She, of literally, you but when- <laughs> she literally
1: sent me the Amazon link
0: and I clicked buy and then I take them okay. every day. You're lucky I take them at all. Um, when you buy the next bottle, yeah. do do evening or with star flower? Well, she said that's that her, ultimate. Um,
1: her women's physio or her... She went to some specialist, like hormonal yes. specialist and yeah. this is what she recommended for cool. hormone balancing. Fabulous. So, fabulous. Yeah, and and I really do feel much more on an even keel as you just said. Good. Um, and Good. the other thing that I did for my self-care this yeah. week is I applied yeah. some fake tan. And oh my god, oh. it is the best thing ever. I feel so I feel human actually. It's what I feel.
0: You know I've never done a fake tan in my life ever. I do know. Like ever. I wouldn't even know like what to buy, where to start or why I would do it. I have, I've never had one, even like before a big event, even before my wedding, even before the kids' permits mitzvahs, even before a holiday, never had one. I'm actually allergic to fake tan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that is how much I needed it.
1: So I used to be a complete self tan addict, um, but it makes me very itchy. So I don't use it very oh. often anymore, but I was feeling oh. so vile. Uh, honestly I, I don't know what I just felt vile and I feel so much better.
0: Human. Can you can you recommend like a brand or a spray? Is it a spray? Is it a what is it?
1: Uh I I use Isle of Paradise, which is my favourite okay. one, and I get the least allergic reaction with that. So obviously there's some right. ingredient that's not in it. Um, okay. But you know, they're trial and error, aren't they? And I like Saint Tropez. They're my two that i like do you do it with like a buff like a mitt or I, a, how do you do I, your back? i mean are you fucking joking you've seriously never put on fake never
0: i'm telling you that i've never applied a fake never oh, you've never bought I'm one i have I've to never, give never done one. a whole lesson in
1: fake tan now okay well, so you they come in, in- <laughs> you don't want me to well, no, please. I mean, I think other people <laughs> may be very interested in baked tan. Well, I would imagine that a lot of people listening have done baked tan before. I'm sure so they So it comes in a liquid form or it can come in a mousse form yeah. or it can come in a cream yeah. form. I like the mousse because yeah. it streaks less. You okay. get a, a, like a buff, like a mitt and you yeah. put the mousse on the mitt and then you put it on your body. And I got my 10. What about your back? My 10 year old does my back. What about your face? Well, I can do my face. Okay. Do you put it on your face What do you mean, well? what about your face?
0: I mean, like, is it, can you put it on your face as well as your body? Well,
1: sometimes they do warn that if you put it on your face, your head might fall off.
0: Oh, that's what, that does sound dangerous. <laughs> yes, of course you can put it on your face. Okay. And then what about your sheets? Do they get covered in streaky orange with of
1: Paradise, but I got okay. banned for a while. My husband said
0: that you are...
1: We had these lovely white company sheets and I basically ruined them with my fake So, And he banned (gasps) me because I put it on just before I go to bed and then I wash it off in the morning. Yeah. Um, But this is very good. So because it doesn't go over the sheets.
0: I have trial and error all
1: for everybody.
0: I might let you do it on me at some point, but I I don't. Really? You know, it's just not maybe it's just not something that's ever occurred to me to do. Maybe we'll do it (laughs) for a week.
1: We'll get the lady that sprays me when I'm going to a party, if we ever go to a party again. Oh, we've
0: got to do it for a week. I think it is
1: life-changing.
0: I mean, I I cannot imagine that is even remotely true, but I I will certainly give it a go. (laughs) (laughs) What have we got coming up on next week's show, Lauren? Oh, Nicole you know it has been three months since we did anything vagina related uh, the last one was vaginal steaming at the end of november that three that months is far... ago oh my god yeah, i know but it's far too long for me so for our first <laughs> vagina related episode for 2021 Aww. next week we will be trying out pelvic floor trainers not the
1: ones that you don't put them on your feet i assume
0: you, you you don't put them
1: on your feet so pelvic no. floor trainer right Yes. what does that mean
0: it's a little device that you pop <laughs> in your vagina and then you do your pelvic floor exercises and it's going to strengthen and tone our pelvic floors why have, what, what i don't what, know why have all your
1: Practices that you bring here, why does it always involve me having to have my knickers off? I don't, I, I'm, I'm inserting things. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. At least my life, I'm talking fake tan. I'm talking literally, you just feel prettier with it. And you, I've got to insert stuff, but okay, I'm game. You know that. Thank you, Nicole. We'll be back <laughs> next week to report how that, how we're getting on with that. Please, everybody, wish me luck. Thank you so much for listening to today's epilogue show. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you like what we do here or you just want to be in touch, please send us an email, hello, at theselfcareclub.co.uk. And please go and write us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really does help us to keep growing. And we read every single one and we really do love them, don't we, Lauren? We absolutely love it. We'll be back on Tuesday with our main show of Pelvic Floor Trainers. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll speak to you then.